And a very happy Thursday afternoon to you. Dan Pazzini reporting for New Media Broadcasters, Montana at noon. Let's open up this July 29th edition, the only way I know how, with a look at our Weather Command forecast. Rest of today is going to be sunny with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon, haze through the day, with highs 90 to 95 degrees, and south winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of showers, 50%. Tonight, mostly clear, a 20% chance of thunderstorms in the evening, haze through the night, lows around 60, northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday is going to be sunny, haze through the day, with highs around 90 degrees, and northeast winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Friday night, mostly clear, lows around 60, northeast winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Saturday is going to be sunny, with highs 90 to 95 degrees, and northeast winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Meanwhile, Saturday night and Sunday is going to be mostly clear, with lows around 60, and highs 90 to 95 degrees. Sunday night, partly cloudy, lows around 60, Monday is going to be partly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain showers, with highs 85 to 90 degrees. Monday night, mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain showers, lows around 60. Tuesday is going to be mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain showers, with highs 85 to 90 degrees. Tuesday night, partly cloudy with a 20% chance of thunderstorms, lows 55 to 60. And Wednesday is going to be sunny, with highs around 85 degrees. First in local news stories. A fire on Thursday morning on the 1500 block of Washington Avenue in Haver left a trailer home a total loss. New Media Broadcasters is working to gather more details on the incident. Stay tuned for updates. Haver Public Works Director Dave Peterson says the broken transmission line has been fixed, meaning they were able to resume running their water treatment plant at full capacity. Peterson says the water filling station on the east end of town has opened back up. Starting today, outdoor watering will no longer be allowed from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and the city is asking people to limit outdoor watering to three days a week to ensure the city can maintain a stable water supply. Anyone with questions can contact Public Works at 265-4941. With the ongoing drought hampering the region's water supply, the Milk River Joint Board of Control has made their decision to cut off irrigators from the Milk River. There are currently no natural flows along the river, meaning that all water along the Milk River is coming from the St. Mary's Canal and conveyance system. Those that rely on Nelson Reservoir have already been cut off and the majority of irrigators that rely on Fresno Reservoir will be cut off beginning on August 3rd. Fresno Reservoir is down to just over 20,000 acre-feet as of Wednesday, putting it at 22% capacity. By the time the irrigation is shut off, it will likely be down to 10,000 acre-feet. At that time, they will begin filling Fresno back up, with the goal of getting it back to 30,000 acre-feet for winter storage by October or November. Up to $100 million in funding for the Milk River Project has been included in what Senator John Tester is calling the final deal on a bipartisan infrastructure legislation. Tester says the legislation also includes $1 billion to complete other rural water projects, such as Rocky Boy's North Central Project, $11.2 billion in grants for schools and tribes to reclaim abandoned landmines, and $15 million for funding to improve access to long-distance passenger rail travel. It also includes a provision clarifying that the American Rescue Plan state and local fiscal recovery funds may be used towards state or federal cost share to rehabilitate the Bureau of Reclamation Water Infrastructure. The bipartisan legislation still has to be approved by the full House and Senate before it can head to the President's desk. Blaine County has become the latest jurisdiction on the Highland to increase fire restrictions due to the ongoing drought. The County Commission says that as of Friday morning at 12.01 a.m., they will be in Stage 1 fire restrictions, a step up from the current burn ban. Stage 1 restrictions prohibit open burning, as well as building, maintaining, attending, or using a fire or campfire. It also bans smoking, except within an enclosed vehicle, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area at least 3 feet in diameter that is barren or cleared of all flammable materials. 
All counties that border Blaine County are already in Stage 1 fire restrictions. With an increase in fentanyl overdoses in the region, Hill County is going to be taking part in a program from the Montana Public Health Institute that is meant to protect the lives of people who are overdosing on the drug. Health Officer Kim Berg says there is no cost to the county for this program, which will allow the health department to distribute naloxone to members of the community and provide training on how to use it. Berg says the Haver Police Department, Haver Fire Department, and the Hill County Sheriff's Office are all in support of this program. Naloxone is a medication used to treat fentanyl overdoses and emergencies, and anyone that provides naloxone to someone overdosing is covered by the Good Samaritan laws. Now turning our attention into state news. A 72-year-old Great Falls man was killed in a single vehicle crash in Judith Basin County on Wednesday afternoon after the 14-year-old boy driving the vehicle failed to negotiate a downhill turn. The Montana Highway Patrol reports the crash occurred at 12.55 p.m. on Yogo Creek Trail when the driver of a southbound Can-Am Commander overcorrected several times while negotiating a downhill left turn. The vehicle overturned and rolled, and both the driver and passenger were ejected. The passenger, who was not wearing a seatbelt, was pronounced dead at the scene. The driver, a 14-year-old boy from Fairfield, suffered minor injuries but was not transported to a hospital. It is not clear why the boy was driving the vehicle. Excessive speed is a suspected factor in the crash. The road was barren dry. The Harris Mountain Fire burning 10 miles south of the town of Cascade has grown over 25,000 acres as of Thursday morning with no containment. The lightning-caused fire has caused 60 residences to be provided evacuation orders or notices, and the Red Cross set up an evacuation center at Cascade School. 228 personnel are on the scene and fighting the fire in the air and on the ground. Resources include two helicopters, six engines, and two water tenders. The rate of COVID-19 cases in Montana is continuing to increase. On Wednesday, Montana reported 231 new COVID-19 cases, the second straight day of at least 200 new cases of the virus. The last time Montana reported at least 200 cases in a single day was February 8th. The active case count is at 1,046 with 93 active hospitalizations. DPHHS says the Delta variant now makes up more than 50% of the recently sequenced samples, and unvaccinated Montanans are accounting for 94% of new COVID-related hospitalizations. The Montana Free Press reports that more than 800 water rights claimed by members of the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa Indians have been pulled out of legal limbo following the Montana Water Court's issuance of its first-of-a-kind order this month. The final decree is an 896-page order that covers 12 water basins across the state. The water rights in question are claimed by the U.S. on behalf of the tribe. The order represents the first time the Montana Water Court has reached resolution on tribal reserve water rights outside of a negotiated compact like the Confederated Salish and Kootenai Tribes Water Compact, which took more than a decade to reach ratification by the Montana Legislature, U.S. Congress, and late last year, the tribes. The Montana Water Court has worked on this case since 2015, when the federal government first brought the tribal rights before the state water court for adjudication. The Water Court hopes this will establish momentum for similar claims. According to a press release issued by the Montana Water Court, more than 80 decrees covering about 250,000 water rights are awaiting adjudication by the court. Montana Supreme Court Chief Justice Mike McGrath called the decree a critical milestone in the adjudication process that will provide certainty to water users in Montana. There will be between 20 and 30 objections to the water rights the U.S. was claiming on behalf of the tribal members. Those objections, raised by individuals, ranch owners, and the city of Plentywood, were resolved through negotiation between the parties and the federal government. NBC Montana reports that a fire discovered on Tuesday in Bighorn County is already up to 75,000 acres, making it the largest active fire in the state. The Poverty Flats fire is burning on and around the Crow Reservation, near the Little Bighorn River, and in close proximity to the community of Dunmore. The Montana Red Cross has set up an emergency shelter and Crow agency for residents that have been displaced. More details on the fire 
which still has an undetermined cause, will become available as more resources head to the scene. The Park County Sheriff's Office says the inmate who escaped a detention center has been captured. Jordan Earl Lind, 34, was captured north of Livingston on Tuesday morning inside a stolen vehicle. Lind escaped from the Park County Detention Center on Sunday night after overpowering a jail guard and taking his keys before hopping in a minivan. He was initially arrested on Saturday on felony drug charges. Now taking a look at our wheat prices, a bushel of winter wheat in Hill County is at $6.09 with spring wheat coming in at $8.25. Down Highway 2 East in Blaine County, a bushel of winter wheat is at $5.99 with spring wheat slated at $8.20. Down Highway 2 West in Liberty County, a bushel of winter wheat is at $6.14 with spring wheat coming in at $8.25. Down Highway 87 in Shoto County, a bushel of winter wheat is at $6.09 with spring wheat coming in at $8.25. And finally down Highway 2 East in Phillips County, a bushel of winter wheat is at $5.94 with spring wheat coming in at $8.15. Let's take a look at the funeral notices. Alice M. O'Leary, 86, passed away due to natural causes on Sunday, July 25, 2021, at the Care and Comfort Home. A rosary will take place at 7 p.m. on Monday, August 2, 2021, with her funeral mass beginning at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, August 3, 2021, all at the St. Jude's Thaddeus Catholic Church, with Father Daniel Wethin officiating. Burial will follow in the Cavalry Cemetery, Alice's family has suggested memorial donations be made to the St. Jude School or to the St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church. Please visit Alice's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for her family at hollandbenign.com. And Stuart C. Scott McKenzie, 77, passed away on October 14, 2020, in Haver, Montana, and Northern Montana Hospital. A service will be held at 3 p.m. on Friday, July 30, 2021, at the Chinook High School Gymnasium in Chinook, Montana. Thanks again for joining me on this Thursday, July 29th edition of Montana at Noon. Remember, seven days a week we are your primary news source, KOJM, KPQX, and our online platform of HighlineToday.com. Have yourself a fantastic rest of your Thursday, a great start to your Friday, and an excellent start to your weekend. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters, Montana at Noon, I'm Dan Pizzini.